Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are joined by Rhino in the studio today. Now get a jump start on your Mississippi getaway by checking out visitmississippi.org today. And if you're visiting Taylor, Mississippi, you'll want to stop in the Palin Air community. They are up to some good things. And joining us is the mastermind behind the neighborhood, Campbell McCool. Hey, Campbell. Hey, Rebecca, how are you? I am doing well. I love this story. It's always interesting to me, the backstory of maybe how really cool and unique neighborhoods come about. Um, oftentimes we don't take, you know, the time to, to sit and, and hear the backstory. And yours actually started all the way back in 2001 when you and your wife were living in Atlanta. So take us back there. What was life like for you and your wife in 2001? Oh, in 2001, uh, we were both still in the advertising industry in Atlanta. Uh, we had two, two little boys with a third one on the way. But, uh, I had my own agency called McCool Communications and she worked for the world's largest agency, BBDO. And so we were in kind of two separate worlds, but, um, that was a seminal year for us. It was the year that I sold my agency, uh, to a Canadian based holding company and that kind of started the, the wheels in motion that ultimately, uh, you know, eventually turned into being the plain air neighborhood here in Taylor. Now, you and your family, or your family for sure, and, and your wife, I think, have a long history there in Lafayette County. You said you mentioned maybe going back 100 years. How rooted is the McCools there in and around town? Well, it's way more than 100 years. It's probably closer to 200 years now, I guess. But, um, so it's a, it's a it's a funny story. My wife and I didn't meet until we were in Atlanta, and we actually met in a business setting in a, on a job interview. So you fast forward a few years later, and we come to realize that both of our families had come from and and, and around here they call it Lafayette County. Uh, it, you know, you get down to Lafayette, Louisiana, but it's Lafayette. So my great great grandfather um, and my wife's great great grandfather. Uh, both had been at Ole Miss before the Civil War, and both left when the Civil War broke out. And then my great-grandfather went on to become the first dean of the business school here at Ole Miss, and so forth and so forth. Uh, her great-grandfather was the first dean, uh, the first uh, sheriff of Lafayette County. Um, and so it, it was kind of really a, a interesting side story that this is where we would end back up. So how did you guys meet since it is Valentine's Day there in Atlanta, uh, you know, that far away from home, but yet I guess still, you know, Mississippi's a small town, even in a big world. So how did you and your wife across paths? Well, uh, as I mentioned, we were both in, in the advertising business, and I had a lot of golf accounts, um, clients in the golf business. And at the time, she was managing a piece of business in golf as well. She managed the MaxFly golf ball account and we were looking for someone with some golf experience and several people kept giving me her name 
And um, I called her up and said, we're looking to hire somebody. And, you know, here we are uh, almost 30 years later with, with a couple of grown boys. So That's pretty cool. <laughs> okay, so was it hard to twist her arm to move back to Mississippi, or were you both looking forward to maybe leaving the hustle and bustle of Atlanta and getting back to, you know, getting back to home? Well, we got to test drive it a little bit. So we bought a little small cottage over here while we were still living in Atlanta, and we, you know, come over eight to ten times a year. And I, I went to school at Ole Miss. She did not, but and again, we both had family roots here. And so for you know about five years, we got to to test drive things here in Lafayette County. And then by the time our third son came along, and um, then. I sold the agency, and we said, you know, it might be a pretty good place to raise raise three boys. So uh, here we are. Here you are. But you didn't start out developing neighborhoods when you moved back um, home, Campbell. You actually you know, took a job, I think, there at Ole Miss and just realized, you know, you were itching for, for some entrepreneurship. That's right. Robert Kayat was the chancellor, and he had been a longtime friend. And after I sold my agency, he... Um, asked me to come back and, and start a new program. Um, it was a joint venture between the three universities and the private sector, and, and I did. Um, and, and there were some things about it that I really liked, but to be honest with you, I, I missed the, the fast-paced environment of being an entrepreneur, and higher education is, is the polar opposite of that. It's, you know, it felt to me like we were scheduling meetings to discuss when the next meeting was going to be, and, and uh, that's just not me. And... Um, so uh, my career in higher education was short-lived. That's okay. When you know it's not you know, meant for you, it's good to take a turn and maybe go find where your passions lie. And it feels like you found your passion in 64 acres you and your wife came across. Or did you know when you purchased the 64 acres that it would, it would later be the plain air neighborhood that it is today? Or was it kind of the cart before the horse? Oh, no, no, no. No, it was, um, so we were, we were actually living here in Taylor when we moved back from Atlanta on a little farm right down the road. And, uh, a neighbor mentioned that, uh, this, this field down the street, uh, that, that the gentleman who owned it was looking to sell it. And, um, I'd pass by it twice a day, every day, and we would jog past it and all that. And, um, you know, I thought it would, if nothing else, it'll, it's probably a good investment. You know, it wasn't real expensive. And, um, and we bought it. Um, but no, it was several years after that that, uh, we, we kind of stared at this field, this abandoned cotton field for a couple of years. And, and the, the idea started germinating of, of, of building a neighborhood, which, you know, ultimately became the, the plain air neighborhood and the, the history of the name. So we wanted to, we wanted to, I grew up in New Orleans, okay, and I grew up in a, you know, a, a shotgun house that was built in the 1840s, had no air conditioning, uh, about four feet separated our house and our next-door neighbor's house, and there was a corner, literally a corner grocery on our block and, um, you know, a, a frame store down the street, and, and it, it was a, a true neighborhood, you know, where kids played in the streets after school, and, uh, you know, you could walk to dinner, a little sandwich shop, places like that, and I... Literally, Leighton and I, my wife, just kept kind of kicking around the idea of, you know, what if we built something like that right there, you know? And uh, at, at the time, we had we had no idea what we were talking about. I mean, it was just like, sure, you know, what? How hard could that be? Uh, <laughs> and and um, and then we wanted it. We knew that we wanted it to be a neighborhood that that celebrated the arts, which is plain air. The term plain air is a French term meaning in the open air. 
and you see painters like Wyatt Waters or other folks who set up outdoors and paint. They're called plain air painters. And uh, that that was the uh, where the name came from. But, um, no, I'd like to say it was a part of some super intricate master plan, but uh, that's, not, that's not how it happened. Well, sometimes I think just having a little bit of naive going into something, I think they sometimes call it, what, the fool's decision at first, it, it plays out to your, um, you know, in your favor because you don't know what you don't know. And going in a little bit naive to starting something, you may not have done it, Campbell, if you knew everything that was going to go into, you know, creating a neighborhood or trying to get that vibe going. It would have stopped you from making those initial steps, which sounds like you and your wife are in for an adventure for sure. Help paint us, though, the picture of what Taylor was like, you know, prior to uh, plain air coming to, to town, which even... You know, it's taken several years for you to get up to your 82 residents there, which I know you have room for more. Um, what what was it? Was it a sleepy little town? Like, what was Taylor like when you made this decision to start this neighborhood? Yeah, there, there wasn't a whole lot of change that I saw from the Taylor when I was in school at Ole Miss in the 1980s uh, to the Taylor of 2005, let's say. Uh, now, Taylor Grocery certainly uh, was the most well-known thing in Taylor, and it, it the current iteration of Taylor Grocery had come into being by then. When I was back in school in the 80s, it was, you know, still the, the old Taylor Grocery that was actually a, a store where you'd go in and get fish and lures and all that, and you could get some food in the back. But Taylor, you know, was, was still, and still is to a, a large degree, a, a small, you know, the population of Taylor, and Taylor's a fully incorporated town, even though we're only, you know, seven minutes from Oxford. Taylor's a town with a, you know, mayor and a board of aldermen and zoning and all that. 450 people uh, live in Taylor, and that's growing for sure. But, um, you know, Taylor uh, then uh, was much like it was when I was in college, and there's still a whole lot of that in, in Taylor right now, small family farms, um a lot of multi-generational people live in Taylor whose families have been here, you know, way back into the early 1900s, and it's just a a very uh, peaceful place. But one asterisk to all that, Taylor has really, for about the past 40 years, attracted artists. And um, going back to General Burdon and Bill Beckwith and Obie Clark and some of the original artists that came to Taylor, for a couple of reasons, it was cheaper real estate, and there was also a natural gas line that went right through the middle of town. And um, so Taylor kind of had a reputation for being um, friendly to artists, and and that that always appealed to me. And that has uh, paid it forward, too, in Plain Air Neighborhood. You are friendly with artists, but you're also growing. So we're going to learn more from Campbell McCool coming up next. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 65. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 36. Your Tuesday brings sunny conditions, high near 70 degrees. Tuesday evening, mostly clear, low around 48. And for your Wednesday, a slight chance of showers, partly sunny, high near 74. 
This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. Here's John and Rachel Ravenstein. Love has its own special timing, doesn't it? When you're ready, you both just know it. So how about this Valentine's Day? Can you think of a better time to get engaged? Guys, it's perfect. Come to Juniker Jewelry Company, where you'll find ten times the selection of diamonds, diamond engagement rings, and wedding bands you'll find in average jewelry stores. Beautiful, affordable engagement rings she'll love, complete with your center diamonds starting under $2,000. With Juniker's interest-free, flexible financing, you can give her a one-carat diamond for as little as $84 a month with approved credit. And whatever your budget, I promise... We can make it happen. You see, guys, love has its own timing, and maybe that time for you is now. This Valentine's, come to Junikers. When you're ready, we're ready. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. I have never seen that dress you're wearing All the highlights in your head Good Things wants to encourage you to go on an adventure in Mississippi in 2022. So go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. If you need a lady in red today, you can go to supertalktv.com. I will do that for you, as you will see. Wearing my red sweater for Valentine's Day today. Rhino said he was going to play the worst Valentine's music during Good Things today for a twist, because we all get the sappy stuff enough. And he wanted to make sure my feelings weren't hurt because I was also wearing <laughs> red today. And now his cheeks are red, but that's okay. We're finding out more, too, about our guest on Good Things uh, Adventure, Mr. Campbell McCool. He developed the Plain Air neighborhood in Taylor, Mississippi, in Lafayette County. Did I get it right this time, Mr. Campbell? 
That's it. That's it. Yes. Thank you for for, uh, for correcting me for sure. Okay, I love this. You you and launched uh, Plain Air in 2006 on 64 acres. How scary was that? What was it like when you finally put out the lots, put it out there, and said, "If we help build it, will they come?" Well, I mean, I'll give you an example. On the very first day we started. Um, they get out here with the bulldozers and all that, and and this guy immediately, within ten minutes of starting, breaks the town water main, and water is shooting ninety feet in the air. And I mean, we we've been in business ten minutes now, and um, I was like, I, maybe this is a sign. I don't know, but we spent probably eighteen months putting infrastructure in, um, and and that there was a lot more to that than I, you know, probably realized on the very front end. And then right when we kind of said, all right, we're, we're ready to start marketing and getting going, um, the, the world economy fell off a cliff. You know, 2008 was not a great year in real estate, nor was 2009 or 10. And so it was a, it was a rough beginning for us, um, no question about it. And it, it, uh, it, it took everything we had to keep it going, but we did and um, got through that, that terrible period that lasted a couple of years and almost relaunched the neighborhood in about 2012. But we officially started 2006, got going in 2008, and then emerged out of that dark tunnel about eight years ago. And where are you at now in terms of number of houses, number of, like, restaurants or commercial? Because you had a vision of it being a neighborhood with also, like, a square, which is similar to in Oxford. People know the town square with shops and restaurants and such. So where are you at now with your vision? The vision never changed. I mean, that was one. That was one of the reasons, you know, it was so difficult in the beginning. Is like we said, we're not going to sacrifice or alter what it is that we had in mind. And so, right now, we're probably fifty percent of the way built out on the residential side with houses. Um, you know, we're we're about ninety houses done now. About halfway built out there. Our commercial district um, is about seven acres in size. And it's probably 25% built out. We've got 12 businesses um, on our town square. We've got a great restaurant called Grit. We've got the Lost Dog Coffee Shop. We've got an optometry um, office. We've got a new general store called Offbeat in General, a psychological office. A hair salon about to go. We've got a new grocery store opening. Uh, we've got the Mill at Plain Air uh, events venue. Um, we are hoping to announce shortly a new small luxury hotel project we've been working on and a yoga and Pilates center. So, um, you know, as I say, we're probably 25% built out on the commercial side. When we're fully built out, our commercial district will be maybe larger than, than the square in Oxford. Um, so we've got a long way to go there. You have a long way to go, but you've come a long way, too, in your story with your vision of plain air. What I love a lot about it is the fact that you were very drawn to bringing back front porches in a very significant way to to your neighborhood. So what was it about making sure that the homes, the residential side, was built with community in mind? Well, I mean, just for starters, I had never lived in a house that didn't have a front porch. I mean, from the house I grew up in in New Orleans to uh, just literally every house I had ever lived in had a front porch. I didn't know anything other than a house with a front porch. And so naturally, the front porch was going to be a big part of the houses that we built here, very traditional southern vernacular type thing. 
But it really wasn't until a couple of years into the project that I started studying the significance of the front porch in uh, in the South and in, in in American society. And you know, Rebecca, not everybody realizes this, but most houses, particularly in the South, prior to uh, 1940, had a front porch. And then three factors came along that started driving the front porch away. The first, of course, was, was air conditioning and the fact that it became more affordable. And so you no longer needed that, that outside room to cool off at the end of the day. Uh, and then the television, you know, was driving people inside off the front porch. And then the, 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 the one that really drove the, the knife in the heart of the front porch was the automobile. And so as most people started having a car, you could build further away, and it gave rise to the suburbs, suburbia. And in suburbia, you no longer needed the front porch because you got air conditioning and the television. And you didn't need sidewalks because you got a car. Nobody's walking anymore. So you would just drive right into your garage, walk inside, flip on the idiot box, grab a beer, and, you know, life was great, and, and hit repeat the next day. And so what happened, and sociologists started studying this, is neighborhoods that were designed without a front porch really started taking on a different personality. And the, the biggest manifestation of that was your neighbors didn't talk to each other anymore. And you weren't out strolling, you know, the kids in the stroller because you didn't have sidewalks in suburbia. And it absolutely changed the personality of neighborhoods. And all of that goes back to one simple feature, the front porch. And so I, I, I kind of went crazy with this thing and started studying it. And I said, we've got to, uh, we've got to celebrate the front porch. And so we started something in 2015 called the Conference on the Front Porch. And it's held every fall here at plain air, and we bring in speakers, and, you know, we celebrate what the front porch stands for. Um, slower pace of life, community, interaction, neighbors, food, music, all that. And it's just we've kind of become known as Mississippi's front porch neighborhood, and that's how it all happened. Well, I think it's a lovely thing, and it reminds us, too, that, you know, it, it does matter to know your neighbors or to be able to mix and mingle with those that live right next to you. Uh, neighborhoods who have community kind of feel, I mean, they're also safer. They're, you know, they're usually cleaner. There's a lot of other good things that come along with interacting and really knowing your neighbors. And I think most of us would agree that a lot of that is, you know, happens on the front porch or around the front porch or wherever it may be. So I absolutely love this uh, concept, or at least reminding us how important it is to have that spot where we can sort of uh, collect. And it doesn't have to be inside your house. It can be, you know, outside and sort of sort of moving around. So if people are moving around, Campbell, maybe they're in Oxford looking to get out of town. I mean, do you still have lots available for residential? How do folks get in touch with what you're doing there at Plain Air if they're interested? Oh, well, well thanks. Um, yeah, I'm easy to find here at Plain Air. And, we, yes, we do have lots still available. We... Um, Actually, 20, 20, 2021, uh, we thought we had enough lots to last us another two years, and, and we sold out of everything we had. So we're right in the middle of putting in 23 new lots. It'll be ready in about a month or two, but we're already marketing those and selling those. Um, so we, we've got you know room for about another 70 or 80 houses. What's interesting, Rebecca, going back to what you just said, is COVID and uh, really reminded people about the importance of the front porch and you started seeing people sit on their front porch and sitting in their front yard uh, in ways that maybe they hadn't done in forever. 
And um, yeah, that was just another reminder to us uh, about the, the importance of the front porch. But, yeah, we got plenty more to go, so come, come see us here in Taylor at Plain Air. Thinking back 20 years ago now, 2021, Campbell, when you and your wife made the decision to move back uh, to Mississippi, specifically, you know, nestling there in Taylor, could you imagine that this is where you'd be two decades later? Well, you know, I certainly didn't see it, you know, this clear, but we knew we wanted to come back here and and raise our boys in a small town. We're both very creative people. Um, Mississippi was in our blood, uh, both of us, and and so so much of that has rung true. And um, maybe we didn't see exactly how it was all going to come together, but it's kind of fit with with who we are and, and the kind of things that, that we enjoy doing. Well, you got three boys, so that's three McCool opportunities to keep the bloodline going there in Lafayette County. Do we think that we may get another 100 years of McCool in Mississippi? You never know. You never know. Uh, we, we've been around for a while, so uh, ho- hopefully they will. Hopefully they will. We hope that Plain Air continues to grow and bring the community of Oxford and Lafayette County together and, you know, keep the good work up. I I, I think it's pretty cool. And you make me want to go sit on my front porch now. So <laughs> and take advantage it. of that. Get you, get you an iced tea and uh, a book and go enjoy some time on your front porch. Rebecca, thank you. It's been great being with you. Yeah, I appreciate your time, too. There you go. All righty, you guys stick with us. We've got more terrible love songs for you here on Good Things and a little Valentine's Day fun coming up next. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops. Or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. 601-605-4443. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. (laughs) There are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products and more fit. 
Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank. In your corner, member FDIC. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Tax refund? Spend it on something you really need. A set of Kenda tires from Gateway Tire and Service Center. With each and every Gateway Tire purchase comes free flat repairs, free rotations, free road hazard, and free tire balancing. Plus, with four locations near you, we'll make sure you and your new Kenda tires are back on the road fast. If you need mechanical repairs, visit your Jackson or Yazoo City Gateway Tire for brake work, AC tune-up, suspension service, and so much more. See complete details online at gatewaytire.com. That's gatewaytire.com. This Valentine's Day broadcast on Super Talk Mississippi is brought to you by Tico's Steakhouse. Enjoy a romantic meal with your special someone at Tico's Steakhouse, where the locals gather. East County Line Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Come see us soon. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Whether or not the House and Senate are able to come together on a tax relief plan remains to be seen. Both chambers are talking and crunching numbers. House Speaker Pro Temp Jason White explained that the Senate is assuming the state will take in $6.4 billion next year. Well, we're taking in over seven this year. We're on track to be at about 7.1, which is what we took in last year. And for some inexplicable reason, they want to take a presumption in, in formulating and looking at our tax plan and their tax plan. We're just going to always take in 6.4. And so they've run all these numbers based on 6.4. Well, that's fine. What do you want to do with this six or $700 billion that's laying over here in the corner every year? The House plan would phase out the state income tax over time. The Senate plan would eliminate the 4% bracket over four years. For more details on the differences between both plans, you can log on to supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. This is professional ball player Jake Mangum. I know what it's like to live, eat, breathe, and play in Mississippi. And no other insurance company competes on my level like Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. I love my home team at Farm Bureau because they get me and they get what I need. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Here in Seaspire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where blazing fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. 
Mississippi news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state, from stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports, your Mississippi news, all the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. A Becca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Things wants to remind you that there are some great things to do in Mississippi from events to unique places to visit. So go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. <laughs> Everything in me, Rhino wants to break out and finish the song with it. But I won't do that. If you haven't noticed, we're celebrating Valentine's Day here, Good Things Style, which is poking fun at all things commercial Valentine's. And one of those are love songs. Now, you have some songs in your life or within, you know, your first, uh, maybe the first time you met or danced or your first dance at your wedding or that has a real emotional connection to you. But then there is a slew of just the cheesiest, you know, um, sappiest and silliest uh, love songs imaginable out there. So I told Rhino to find the funniest ones for us to play today on Good Things because there comes a point where I don't know if it's just age or you're just in a relationship or not long enough that you start to poke fun at Valentine's Day. Now, if you like to take it seriously and you and your loved ones go all out, hey, more power to you. Seriously, like that's a great. But for the most of us, it's just <sighs> really here's your chocolates. I mean, no, I mean, I think, now don't, now let me don't give you the wrong idea. If I didn't have a card that said I went and spent my time in front of the wall of trees that would be better off growing. Making small talk with all the other guys doing the same exact thing. You know, trying to find one that actually matches you. I would be sad. But that's where my expectations for Valentine's Day sort of ends. And I'm always pleasantly surprised if it goes beyond that. And then I'm also cool if it's just another day in the week and we roll with it. We've just never been, that's just never been the the sort of, you know, the special holiday for, for the both of us. But just on a grand scale, it's just easy to poke fun at, right? Cheesy, sort of romantic nonsense. And that rolls over into the movies as well. Now, again, don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I love a good rom-com where you can sit down and laugh and cry and let all your cares away and root for the underdog or fall in love with their story or whatever it may be. But you also have to poke fun at it because, like, not real life. It's just not real life. And there's some that are so much better, talking about romantic comedies, than others. There's some when it comes on, you'll sit down and you can say the words and you enjoy the whole thing. And then there's other ones you're like, why did they waste money on making that movie? And so we want to talk about the worst ones today and the best ones today. So it's Valentine's Day, so we're going to have a little fun with all the cheesy things that is the commercial holiday of Valentine's Day, which I found it funny that my daughter was 
shocked she had to go to school on Valentine's Day. And I thought to myself, when has this ever been? What have you ever gotten out of school for for Valentine's Day? But in her mind, it was a holiday. So why do I have to go to school today? Which, hey, if you want to give me a day off work for it, I will buy two cards. One, <laughs> one for the boss, one for... <laughs> One for the loved one. Okay, though, over on the Good Things Facebook group, we'll open up the text line, 601-879-4395. We want to know your favorite or least favorite, best, worst, however you want to phrase it, romantic comedies. You can also do love songs, whichever one makes uh, makes you happy. But we're having fun, poking fun, or, um, ha- or sharing the ones that we enjoy best over on the Good Things Facebook group. I appreciated, Rhino, how you answered it. You said the most tolerable in terms of for the dudes. Oh, yeah. So so there's none that are just like, I mean, guys usually don't just lean towards enjoying yeah, a romantic Yeah, that's comedy. not usually you got the shelf old DVDs or you're scrolling through the streaming service as a guy and you're going, you know what? I haven't seen Wimbledon in a while. And you know, that, that's just not what happens. But if you're in a relationship compromise is a big deal and sometimes you you don't get to pick the movie she does and she's probably not going to pick rambo so you got to find those those battles you you're willing to give up on and i've found three rom-coms that you can suggest as the guy and go hey what about this and you might even get some brownie points the best one hands down the princess bride i consider that a rom-com i think most people consider that a rom-com it's just a great movie, mm-hmm. but it's also a good rom-com. Second, it's arguable whether or not it's a rom-com. They call it a zom-com because it's a zombie movie, but it's Shaun of the Dead. And the whole thing is he's going to rescue his girl. So it's a romantic comedy. So that's another one that, hey, maybe around Halloween for a rom-com. And the third one, I already said it, it's Wimbledon. You've got Sam Neill from Jurassic Park getting to be a jerk. You got what's her face from the original Spider Man, and you've got the guy that played Chaucer in a Knight's Tale. I just went blank on him, but he's Vision. Great cast. You wouldn't expect a movie about tennis to be funny like that, but mm-hmm. it's hilarious. You'll pick, you'll catch yourself laughing even if you're not invested in the characters. So that's my three to go with if you're the guy and you're trying to persuade the rom com conversation. Your worst or funny is oh, your Oh yeah. On the too. flip side, the worst example of a rom-com i could think of is kate and leopold and that's nothing against hugh jackman hugh jackman's a cool guy i respect the heck out of his talent he can sing he can dance he can do everything he's a man of all of oh, jack of all trades meg ryan queen of rom-coms been in a million of them a lot of them are good and that she can pretty much set the standard but kate and leopold if i'm not mistaken i've only seen it once or twice it involves a bridge and time travel and that's about all the explanation you get. And there's other time travel rom-coms that are just, it's annoying. Like, I remember one from way back in the day. It was Christopher Reeves and Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, uh, Jane Seymour. And he hypnotizes himself to travel back to 1912 or something. What? I find that dudes get more frustrated with romantic comedies because they do kind of stereotype and lend themselves to the man being extraordinary in all areas of life right like it it really is more of like the prince charming comes in to rescue you know i mean they there are there's obviously give and take on sort of both sides but it definitely they know who their audience sort of is so i can i can appreciate the frustration from the male viewer who's like this isn't 
real. You can't. Most men aren't, can't, won't, any combination uh, of that. Someone said not really a rom-com guy, but six days and seven nights or 50 first dates. 50 first, 50 dates, first dates is a good one. Is a, is a really uh, is a really good one. Michelle in Oxford says she loves you, Rhino, but you are such a bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get Rhino on uh, on The Bachelor. I think that would be uh, a lot of fun. A guy romantic movie is Roadhouse. You know, hey, you threw in a twist there. If you want to add in what what you would consider to be a romantic uh, movie, then you go you go right with that. But I would say, ooh, Roadhouse leads me to Ghost. Wouldn't that be a rom-com? No, it's not really a comedy. He dies. But I just thought Patrick Swayze. Well, I mean, it's got Whoopi in there, too, though. (laughs) And that's funny. Oh, yeah. So there you go. She's the one outstanding early Ed Burns. That's Chris N.G. She's the one is a a good one. Scott in Rankin County. I am so proud of all you good things listening dudes for chiming in with your favorite rom-com you all have very successful marriages i can just i can just sense it scott in rankin county says rom-com for me would be 10 things i hate about you and the song would be love song by 311 10 things i hate about you was, was actually a really cute movie it's one of those that when it happens on tbs or whatever the the playback you'll stop and you'll get you'll get into it and sort of watch it i can easily say it's been over a decade since i've seen that um, is that the one with Heath Ledger and yes. singing to her? Mm-hmm. And he gets paid. Yeah. And the whole thing. Yeah. But I just appreciate the dad who made the younger daughter put on the pregnant suit with her prom dress before she went to prom. <laughs> Don't think I didn't write down notes. <laughs> Matthew, <laughs> Matthew the Bagpiper said, Inner Space, Chase from Columbus, Love and Other Drugs. Uh, is that, that's, uh, what's her face? That was Catwoman in the Dark Knight series. I just went blank on her name. Well, Darren and Jackson signed me up to the only time I would ever watch The Bachelor is if Rhino was on it. I've never watched a full episode of The Bachelor, but if Rhino was The Bachelor, you better believe that I would make I'd make it a point. It would be appointment listening for sure. Larry and Jackson says, I like secondhand lions. Does that count? I don't know. I've never seen that movie. I think that's more of like a, a wholesome kind of family film. I can watch kind of like the proposal with my wife anytime. Yes. The proposal with um, Sandra Bullock and Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds. That's fun. Yeah. He, but he had said he's, he's like a very Matthew McConaughey. He adds that level of comedy that makes fun of himself just a little bit, which makes the viewer appreciate the fact that on some level they know this isn't real life. Right. I always appreciate the marketing team that was in charge of the marketing for Deadpool because went before it came out, because remember it came out on Valentine's Day and competed with rom-coms. And they had billboards with Deadpool with like pink hearts and flowers and teddy bears and stuff as a way to convince. That would have been a terrible first oh, yeah. date movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Although it would have been a good litmus test whether you guys were going to make it or not. It's still a terrible idea for a first date, uh, first date movie. All right, you let us know. Best and worst at rom-coms as we continue to celebrate uh, Valentine's The Good Things way.
Carter Jewelers is giving away roses and kisses with every jewelry purchase. And when you draw your Hershey's Kiss, you receive extra discounts up to 30% pending on the color of your kiss. These additional kiss discounts apply to all the jewelry in our stores, including jewelry with second and third markdowns, all engagement rings, loose diamonds, and hundreds of pieces of fine jewelry marked down under $100 and under $200. These kiss discounts also come with a half dozen roses from our friends at Greenbrook Flowers during this massive clearance sale which add up to incredible savings store-wide. We have 18 months interest-free financing, layaway, and no credit check financing. Thank you to our friends who have voted us Best of Jackson for the last three years with the Jackson Free Press. So kiss discounts up to 30% off free roses as Carter Jewelers at the corner of State and High Street, downtown Jackson, and the Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. Men, let's get real for a moment. As we age, the body part that we love the most doesn't always work quite as well as it used to. The launch sequence breaks down. The flag doesn't rise like before. And your significant other suffers along with you. Well, it doesn't need to be like that anymore. If erectile dysfunction has you down, you might just need our new painless, non-surgical, and effective ED treatments. This revolutionary acoustic wave therapy is specifically designed to restore blood flow stimulate growth and it may just give you your sex life back so come one come all to integrated wellness and medical center in ridgeland and restore your confidence back to you call 601-202-8044 today for your no cost or obligation erectile dysfunction evaluation that's 601-202-8044 and get back in the game fellas call now 601-202-8044 this is the closing agri market report. At the close, the near cotton exchange, May cotton was down 230 to 120.61. July cotton was down 223 to 117.89. At the close of the Chicago Board of Trade, March soybeans were down 13 cents to 15.70 per bushel. May soybeans were down 12 and a quarter to 1574 per bushel. March corn was up. Four and three quarters to six fifty-five and three quarters per bushel. May corn was up four and three quarters to six fifty-five and a quarter per bushel. At the mercantile, April live cattle was up seventeen to one forty-six thirty-five. June live cattle was up thirty-two to one forty-one forty-five. March feeders up sixty-five to one sixty-six eighty-seven. April feeders up eighty to one seventy-one fifty. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is down two hundred seventy-one points, thirty-four thousand four sixty-six. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. I think the teacher's asleep. Looks like he's dreaming. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. <laughs> I-, I think he's having a nightmare. No, it's just part of his lesson plan. He's trying to show us that calling Mississippi 811 before you dig is so easy, you can do it with your eyes closed. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. 
where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Don't delay in planning your Mississippi getaway. Everything you need to know is over at visitmississippi.org. Oh, please, Rhino, stop. That's awful music. Coming in from the Ceasefire text line, but happy Valentine's good things. Happy Valentine's to you, too. And it's on purpose. We are playing the worst of Valentine's music today, and we're poking fun at the best and the worst of romantic comedies because it's some on some level. You just have to poke fun at the commercial holiday that is Valentine's Day, even if you still want to honor the one you love in your life with something special and take it as an opportunity to, you know, do something uh, fun. But, yeah, I mean, at some point you just got to crack up at all of the silliness that comes with with the song. cheese. It's just it's just not real life, right? Like, it's just not real life. What is real life is Pascagoula's Police Department's um, roses are red, violets are blue. Please don't do anything illegal. We don't want to have to arrest you. <laughs> See, even they are getting in on the fun of poking fun at all things uh, Valentine's. Larry and Jackson like 16 Candles. I think that's a good Romantic comedy. Scotty and Florence reminds us that A Walk to Remember was a rom-com 20 years ago. I hate that movie. Because it's so sad. So sad. I was forced to watch that with a, a girl in college, and we got to the end of it, and I just couldn't help but blurt out, that was awful. <laughs> it's just one, yes, because you were rooting for them, and you're going with it, and then, bam, it's like all yellow, but for grown-ups or for people that was terrible it was a terrible analogy but um best you got mail that was a cute one worst 50 first dates that's funny so you don't have to it's movies are like songs too some you enjoy some you don't oh i've got a buddy that he he can't stand the movie 50 first dates because he he a he can't stand adam sandler and b he just the whole concept makes him feel uncomfortable how can we overlook Joe versus the volcano? Having uh, Dwight says, or what? McClintock. McClintock. John Wayne movie. John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara. It's a classic. I can't believe nobody said Die Hard. I mean, it's a Valentine's Day movie. It's a rom-com. It's a Christmas movie. It's an action movie. I mean, it really kind of fits, you know, all the all the things. Worst song is one less lonely girl bad valentine songs are a lot like just one hit wonders you could you could play them for eons i have a theory that there's really two camps when it comes to love songs that people love to hate the first camp is the the celine dion's my heart will go on or the lady in red or, or different songs that you've just heard a gazillion times and you're just sick of hearing it. 
like the best example that's my heart will go on because 1997 that's all you heard about every third song on the radio and you just got sick of it then you have the camp of the and it's it's personalized and individualized to each and to each person but if you have past relationships that had their own song or their own genre, their own music, then you may have a different opinion about certain songs that other people may really love, but you just have negative connotations associated with it. Oh, totally agree. They can bring up a whole, like, songs can timestamp, you know, a period of your life for sure that brings back all kinds of floods of emotions. I refuse to talk about the Super Bowl today, but case in point is the controversial whatever halftime show for a subset of the population. It doesn't matter what you think about it. Not only did you know every word of the song, you remember the bell bottoms you wore, the shirt you had on at the bar, the boy you met on spring break. I mean, you know, like it went through a a certain decade of your entire life for every change of artist, uh, you know, last night. And so that's what music does for you, no matter when and where you are um, in, in, in life. So it's a good movie, Sweet Home Alabama. You brought a baby to a bar. <laughs> yes. I think that's one that most would at least sit down and could watch with their loved ones if for if forced. And Michelle Oxford also says, First Dance, Wedding Song, Lovely Lady by, uh, by, Bill, by Bill Weathers. Joe and Meridian, A Star is Born. I'll, I'll take that one. That was a good. I enjoyed the movie, even though. That's the one with the awful song. <clears throat> that's Lady Gaga and what's his face. And it's a terrible ending as well. A sad, very tragic ending. It's a tragic love story, but it was a good movie. You don't like that song? How many syllables can you put into shallows? <laughs> I'll leave you with Mac. From wandering all over the place in that song. Mike from Grand Bay. Something about Mary. We got. Uh, a few of those as best romantic comedy or worst. I think that can hit the hit on both sides of the fence with that one. Thank you all for chiming in. You did make good. You guys make good things great. So we hope you have a happy Valentine's Day. But stick with us. You got more coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi. You got the boys from three to six. Rhino and I will be back tomorrow at two. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.